0: Welcome to a new episode of The Grouts, the German podcast. Today's episode is all about a very special woman with a fascinating life story. A betrayed housewife who became Germany's most powerful female publisher and even part of the Cold War. Achieving all of that with a fashion magazine and blackmailing her husband who had cheated on her. And this very special woman is Anne Burda. Born as Anna Magdalene Lemminger in 1907 in Offenburg, a town in the southwest of Germany close to the French border. Her family was quite poor, living in a working class neighborhood, her dad was a train driver, her mom had a full-time job as mom, taking care of the five kids, so Anna grew up in humble circumstances. But she always wanted more, more than what her family had, more than what others had. She was very ambitious. As an example, she annoyed her parents again and again until they allowed her to go to a convent school for young ladies, the school all rich families in Offenburg sent their daughters to. After school in the late 20s she started a commercial apprenticeship, which was not that normal for women in that time. She worked for an electric company and one day she was supposed to collect the money from pressman Franz Burda. And Anna met his son, also called Franz was taking over his dad's business, making Borda from a small printing business to one of the biggest publishers in Germany, which they still are. Anna could see the ambitions of the young Franz Border. They come together, marry in 1931, and within 9 years they get 3 children. Anna is a very happy housewife, I mean she's not doing the dirty work, therefore they hire a maid and a nanny, but she's happy to be wealthy now, not like her family, happy to be part of the successful Border clan, and she starts dreaming. Dreaming of her own fashion magazine. Her husband Franz is a successful pressman now, so he could make her dream come true. But he doesn't want that. Quote Franz Burda, You're my wife and my wife doesn't work. His wife is responsible for the kids and the food, not for the fashion dreams of a whole country. We're in the 1940s, just after the war, and Franz Burda is an old-fashioned man. However, like many other old fashioned men in that time, Franz Border has mistresses. And that is the turning point in this story. Because when his wife Anna finds out about one of them, Elfie Breuer, and that he even has a kid with Elfie, she's fuming. And it gets even worse when she hears that Elfie Breuer publishes the fashion magazine she always wanted to do, and that Franz Border, her own husband, is paying for that. So Anna's own husband is supporting his mistress to have a fashion magazine he didn't allow his wife to have. Anna is now in a both awful and tricky situation. She's heartbroken, being cheated on, another woman has a child with her husband. But Anna also has three kids, a family, alive with Franz Burda. The life she always wanted to have. They are wealthy and important now and all she's become was with and because of her husband Franz. Many, many women in that time would have accepted it. The other woman, the other kid, too scared to lose everything. Anna Burda, however, is different. After the first shock she has a talk with Franz, with a very clear demand. She wants to take over the fashion magazine of his mistress and she's threatening to divorce him if he doesn't agree, which would look bad on him. So she uses his affair with another woman for her own ambitions and he agrees. Anna has won the first fight. To make clear that she's starting a new chapter in her life, she changes her name, inspired by her favorite song, "Ancient Fontaro." Anne Border becomes Anne Border, and Anne doesn't make any compromises anymore. She doesn't want to rely on her husband's money, so they agree on a separation of property. And she wants to own her own publishing company, so she buys the publisher of her fashion magazine from her husband, including all the debts of her predecessor, her husband's mistress. And these debts are high, so high that her first issue has to sell out, otherwise she's bankrupt. She has to sell 100,000 copies to avoid that. 100,000 with the first issue of her magazine. What a situation for a woman in 1950. Rather than ignoring and accepting the adultery or getting divorced, Anna Borda decides to use that situation to follow her dream of having her own fashion magazine. With the enormous pressure that she has to sell out the first issue, otherwise she's broke. Her husband Franz keeps telling her how crazy she is, and I think she takes it as a compliment, because she has a vision she believes in. Anna Burda believes that German women yearn for exciting, colourful fashion. Five years after the war, they want to live again, they want to feel beautiful and attractive, and she offers, in her magazine, tips and more important sewing patterns for these women. Sewing patterns with precise instructions and photos, in a way it hasn't been done before so that every woman in Germany can sew a dress herself at home. Anne Border goes all in. And she wins. Her magazine becomes a huge success, starting with 100,000 copies at the beginning, the circulation later goes up to 4 million. In the 1980s, so 30 years later, her company earns 150 million Deutsche Mark per year. Considering the inflation, there would be today around 170 million euros, 200 million US dollar or around 150 million pounds. In 1989, Border Moden is the biggest and most successful fashion magazine in the world. Two years before already, in 1987, Border Moden becomes the first Western magazine ever to be published in the Soviet Union. The photo of Enneborda and Reisa Gorbachev, so the first lady of the Soviet Union, goes, what well, we say today, viral. Hans-Dietrich Genscher, the German foreign minister at that time, says she has done more than the last three German ambassadors. In her very own way, she helped to lift the Iron Curtain. A few years later, when Border is 85, she steps back and her son Hubert Border takes over. He's also the boss of the entire Burda media empire, so also his dad's side, and Burda is one of the biggest media companies in Germany. Nowadays, Burda Modern is called Burda Style and has a circulation of a bit less than 100,000 copies. Coming back to Anne Burda, she did a lot to be successful and she was not always the nicest person. She expected a lot from her over 500 employees, unpaid extra hours for example. Sometimes she freaked out through ashtrays and telephones and... She needed attention. She was kind of a show-off. Expensive dresses, expensive cars. She loved to host fancy parties or going to Paris to get styled by the famous hairdresser Alexandra. She had holiday homes on the French Riviera in Switzerland, also in Sicily, where one of her lovers lived. But she also did a lot of charity. And speaking of her lovers, Franz and Anne never got divorced, they had an open relationship but stayed together, loving each other, just in a very unconventional way for that time. So you can see, the story of Anne is a very special one, in every way. She was ambitious, taking risks, Anne didn't follow any conventions, and she succeeded, in a time when it was definitely not common for a woman to be a successful and strong businesswoman. From Rags to Riches. An inspiring story. The story of the betrayed wife that became the most successful female publisher in Germany. Anne Burda. Our story for this week. See you next Thursday for another episode of The Crowds, the German podcast.